What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Sunday Leagues Investors Podcast. My name is Brian, and today we have a really special guest, and I'm just getting all the biggest YouTubers in the sports card content arena into this podcast just for you all. Uh, we have a man that plays professional basketball. Uh, you know, you came from uh, Wake Forest, I believe, in college, yep. and then you also played in the PBA as well, and you still yep. currently play in the PBA, right? Yep. Oh, Going, awesome. uh, I'm actually I'm entering the the draft is March uh, March like 11th, so we'll we'll see what team I'm on. I'm excited. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, but if you guys don't know who that voice is, I I, I don't believe it because he's all over on YouTube. This is Troy Reich, Trike Four One Five Sports Cards. Um, you know, you just want to say what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Really excited to be here. Uh, people, we did our, we did our live on YouTube and it kind of blew up. That was like one of my bigger videos. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be saying that about you pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see, man. I just, I'm just glad that we got some clout from it too. You know? <laughs> hey man, it's uh, uh, when you're starting out, like I'm still starting out, but especially when I was really starting out, you got to take whatever you can get, man. No, I feel you. Only build it up. I feel you, man. But Hey, Troy, one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, um, I don't know who the PBA is sponsored by in sports cards wise, but when your first rookie card hits the market, are you buying that or has it, or do you have one already? Yeah. So that's the crazy thing. There are, I think it's upper deck PBA oh, cards really? before, before though, I think they stopped like three years ago. Okay. But with how big sports cards are in the Philippines and also how big it's becoming worldwide. Right. I mean, they're making Fortnite sports cards. So yeah, that's true. At that point, I could see them doing it again. So that would be the dream. That would be the absolute dream. And I'm hoping one day, if we keep this going, there's going to be random, like the, the absolute stars of the PBA are going to be like $5 and then just randomly Let's the go. card is going to be like 100. So that's the dream. Well, I, I, I just can't imagine it, right? Like, you know, what, what when you see that first Troy Wright on eBay, that, that rookie card on eBay, um, you know, are you going to show your friends or what? How you, I mean, how are you going to react? Because I have you thought about it at all? Yeah, I've thought about it. I mean, the first thing is I'm buying. <laughs> I bet you're I'm real. Buying, I'm buying every single one. There are going to be. You're betting on yourself. All right. I'm betting on myself. Um, but we'll see if if that doesn't happen because I don't think it'll happen this year, right? Like this stuff takes a long time, so I maybe it'll you. be a next year type of thing. I do at one point want to make like those custom patch cards, like with the auto and stuff. Like <laughs> I, I can't tell if this is like nice to do or like really uh, self-absorbed, but like I would love to give like my parents or something, you know what I mean? A card with like a piece of my Wake Forest jersey and an auto. That that that's something I want to do. Do I do facts, bro? I, I would actually ask you to do an auto get, like sign an auto and like get it uh out of auto identification. That's actually a hard to say but yeah i'll get like authentified uh by PSA, yeah yeah bro. but um anyways oh sorry what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say we'll see like we'll see where this goes but i think that'll happen eventually so <laughs> i will i'll make sure to put one aside for you you that, that promise is already there bro that's literally the only thing i was thinking about like what, what i was like you, that's why you invited me on the podcast yeah, yeah that's literally it but no, on the real though, man, you know, I know a lot of people know you from the basketball market, but also when I'm talking about star cards, especially when it comes to content creators, you're one of the names that are always dropped in when we're, when we're, they're mentioning content creators mm -hmm. in soccer cards. One thing I wanted to ask you, you know, um, how'd you get into soccer cards in general? Right? Like I, I, maybe you talked about it probably around your channel and everything like that, but you know, for our viewers or our listeners, at least, you know, how did you get into soccer cards to begin with? So I'll try to keep it short, but it started like how I got in soccer in the first place was 
I was really young. And like, as you can tell now, basketball has been my whole life. And I think it's kind of like anything where you're, you deal with it every day. So I like to watch basketball and I enjoy it, but it's kind of like, I was just like, can I do something different? My whole day is basketball. When I sit down at the end of the night, I was like, I don't really like to watch basketball all the time, at least. I got you. Yeah. So in 2006, like with the world cup, yeah. 2006 world cup. Yeah. I started getting really into it. I like, I, I forgot how I stumbled upon it, but I just started watching soccer. It was my, my friends were soccer players. So I really got an, into oh, watching the games and playing FIFA and this kind of things. And also at the time I mentioned it during our live stream, but Jai Sung Park, I didn't see it in basketball. So seeing an Asian guy at the highest level was like a really big deal to me. And I got obsessed with like the Korean national team, which is like the most random thing ever. So I don't know, that kind of, that's where my love for soccer started. And it's kind of held since then with soccer cards specifically. I definitely started out with basketball cards. I grew up collecting football cards. Okay. And why I decided to buy my first soccer card. I think it was more like when I came into the, to the market, to the hobby, I was like, I want to buy like the right things. And my friends were in basketball cards and I was, and then I was like having so much fun. I was like, man, it'd be really cool to have a soccer card. I was like, I was like, even, I don't care. This market probably doesn't even exist and all this stuff. But I was like, (laughs) my first card I ever bought, I bought a Phil Foden. Cause I was like, man, this kid is good. Like, I just want to like, cause when I first started, the thing I liked the most and still like the most is like, you have that attachment to that player. Like when I, the first thing I bought was Tyler hero. It's like, you feel like a connection to them. And it's almost like you're you're betting on them or that type of thing. I was like, man, I love this feeling I have in basketball. I would love to have the same thing in these soccer guys. I really believe in. So I was like, you know what? Nothing's ever going to come of it, but let's just buy this Phil Foden thing. It was like 10 bucks or something. And then I, I was like, man, this is cool. I'm sure there's other stuff out there. And then here we are today. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy that your Phil Foden was your first player. Our first player was actually Marcus Rashford. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like, dude, it was crazy. It was like an auto immaculate for like $50, you know? Oh, wow. um, the good yeah, old days. The good old days. And then I guess <laughs> the week later, we sold it for $70. I think I don't even think we even made money because we forgot about eBay fees. And we're like, yeah. we made it, boys. We made it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was literally how the start it was. But you know, that's really cool. Um, but I wanted to ask you, you know, when you first started collecting basketball cards and soccer cards, I always am really interested into professional athletes. You know, we're starting to see professional uh-huh. athletes, athletes get into collecting. Um, how was it in the beginning, right? When you're playing basketball, did you ever mention it to other players that you're playing with? Or was it like, mm, like you kind of just didn't want to keep on a DL. It's like, okay, this is just like my little side hobby. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone who starts out in sports cards is kind of that way, whether you're a professional athlete or not. Like I had one of my friends and one of my friends who's like my mentor who in like <laughs> sports cards and like he bought the, you know, he works for the company that bought the LeBron for 1.8 million. So he's oh, like okay. big time. It's his career and everything. And he was telling me about how, like when he was in college, he would like go to ship cards at the post office and he literally would be like stuffing it in a sweatshirt and like hiding it under his bed. So no one saw that he collected sports cards. Like it was the type of thing where, where you talk about it with your friends and you're not ashamed, but it's just not something you really share with like the outside world. Cause it's kind of like, 
it's like a little nerdy or something. You know what You're I mean? You're a loser. So, like, let's be real. Let's call it. I didn't go that far. I, but said, it is it. Something, I said it. <laughs> yeah, you said it. But it is something like that. So when I first started, no, I wasn't really sharing it with like my teammates uh, in the Philippines. But as it went on, I just started enjoying it. And also, I think like once you once you yes, the having fun for it, too. But also once you start like making money off it, let's just be yeah. honest whenever you start making money off something, you really start caring a lot less what other people think. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. So it I was just true. like, yeah, like, sure. They, they want to call me a nerd. Like I'm making money. So I don't really care. Like that came across as like really douchey, but like, it's the truth. So, I mean, it is. and I, and I even started, uh, I even started mentioning it in my interviews and stuff. So that's the, cool Oh thing. really? We, okay. Uh, we All won right. the championship and it was, uh, like for the, we play little tournaments and the grand prize was $20,000. And they asked me, they're like, what are you doing with your $20,000? I was like, I'm buying a Luka Doncic rookie card. So <laughs> they were just like, just, what? yeah, yeah. They're like, what? Like, okay. It's pretty dumb, but sure. So now, especially too, like a bunch of people keep commenting on my videos from the Philippines. They're like, good luck in the draft, but also love your sports card stuff. So <laughs> it's weird. It's going to get to the point. Like when I was there last time, not too many people knew like fans definitely didn't know and you know one or two of my teammates knew but like now when i go back i'm already imagining i'm gonna walk in and then they're gonna be like hey troy you bring any sports cards to practice like it's gonna be <laughs> it's it's gonna be a thing but hey I'm, I'm i'm proud i'm proud i'm enjoying it that's what matters you know it, that's awesome the reason why i ask is because you know like like you said either if you're a professional athlete or just a regular yeah you know everybody's a regular person um you don't really talk about it too much and obviously now the market's so so hot like now people are probably asking you questions and everything mm -hmm. and it's just such an interesting dynamic how it has changed you know it's just crazy to think about um but one let's just talk though into like soccer cards though like you know your strategies and everything like that one thing i really admire about what you talk about is you, you know, I feel like there's a lot of people that um, there are on your YouTube channel that don't even mm -hmm. really watch the game as hard as like hardcore yeah. fans, which is okay. But one thing you talk about is one of the biggest strategies you talk about is like flipping on the hype, like lead up to yep. big events and everything like that. And that is so like accurate, like on how you should be investing. You should understand investors are super emotional um, and people overreact. So basically, I wanted to ask you, you know, how have you used that principle, you know, to flip cards? And are you using it towards like euros or anything like that? Or, you know, mm -hmm. what, what are you playing? What are you doing? Well, I've, I've made this point before, but I'm going to make it again. People get paid millions, tens of millions of dollars a year to predict who's going to who's going to be good, who's going to do well to, to scout, basically. Right. The best scouts in the world. What's their success rate? Maybe like two percent. So the hardest thing in the world to do, and it's funny because like on YouTube comments, everyone pretends like they know, but they don't like who's, you know what I mean? Like Jamal Murray, is he going to do well in the bubble? Is, um, you know, is Mbappe going to go down? Even someone at that level, right? Is Mbappe going to go down as one of the all-time greats? No one really knows for sure. It's really tough. But as I've said before, what's, what's way easier to see is the hype coming. So you mentioned the Euros. And I said that, I think I was talking about, you know, maybe Frank, like Jao Felix or something. Yeah. And people were like, Oh, watch out for that group. That's the group of death, man, Portugal. Mm -hmm. And it's funny too. Cause they're so smart. They'll get into like the craziest analysis. Like their wing back just broke up with his girlfriend and the weather is cold there. So he's going <laughs> to be at 7.3 meters. I'm like, dude, relax. You don't got to do all that. Like, I don't know. I have no idea how Portugal is going to play there, but 
I do know if people want to invest at the Euros, one of the top guys they're going to look at is Jao Felix. So if you just want to like do this, like the safest investment to me and like nothing's ever completely safe is just sell on that hype. You see it at the Super Bowl. You see it at the NBA bubble. You see it at the start of the season, all this stuff. That's just, um, that's just one of the things I'm riding. And if you do want to have a little bit of exposure to like the team actually doing well, I'm, I'll just keep it with Jao Felix for now. Buy three Jao Felixes. I guarantee. I'm not okay. I'm not going to guarantee because yeah, yeah. yeah, we're going to get uh, we're going to get sued or something. But we, we actually have people s- that listen here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you sell two of them, that's going to cover your third one, and then at that point, you just let it ride. So you you want to still like hold because there are like if they have a moment, right? The card is going to boom. But I think one of the best ways to play it, as I as I learn more and more, is just to sell on the hype. Yeah. That, that's 100% true. I feel like when you're trying to bank on one event to happen, mm-hmm. for example, a team to win the Euros, that is very, very difficult. It's essentially gambling, right? It's, yeah, 100% it's essential, is. like hardcore gambling. But if you're just being intelligent and flipping on the hype, and when you, you know, like you said, buy in bulk, uh, recover some of your funds and everything like that, then it's all you're playing with house money. Mm-hmm. So 100%. But what is your strategy now, right? You know, obviously we know Champions League is coming through. Uh, we have Holland, we have Mbappe killing it. Basically, Mbappe is just saying, "Hey, I, I, I am gonna go down as one of the legends," you know. And Holland's like, "I'm coming with you." Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, what are you doing right now specifically um, in soccer investing, just in particular? Yeah. So right now it's kind of tough because I think with any strategy, it'd be a mistake to not have a good amount of your portfolio in the goats. So I want to get some nice Messi and Ronaldo cards, but those have absolutely boomed. So I'm trying to find opportunities. We've talked a little bit, you know, you got like your Mundo Chromo. I think there's some stickers that are interesting. And then also just slowly working my way up to getting the, the Mega Crack 71 or the just the Ronaldo mega cracks and his Lisbon Jersey. So that's, that's the ultimate goal, even just for a collector's sake, I want to get one of those. So that's, that's what I'm trying to work up to. But at the same time, as we saw with, like you said, Mbappe and Holland, you want to have exposure to these younger guys. And I think, you know what I mean? What's, what's a messy PSA nine at right now? Like, 100k or i think it's like 125k or something it should be around 125k the mega crack 71 PS, yeah right is that gonna go to 250 is it gonna double maybe i'm not sure I mean, it will not... but i don't know how long it'll take though, yeah you know? yeah That's i mean maybe eventually but i'm i'm not sure i'm not sure if this is all predictions right you never know for sure yeah. but six months from now is that going to be all the way up at 250 i'm gonna go out and say no for me right, personally right. But I think as we already, I mean, it already happened. Mbappe Prism doubled in the last, in the past week. So just from that perspective, I think the biggest growth opportunity in the next six months is these young stars. So for right now, that's where a lot of my focus is. And you can't be a hundred percent reckless. And like I said, I can't put all my money into them because it's inherently risky, but that is where a lot of my attention is right now. And specifically trying to get as much uh numbered or colored psa 10s as i can because like with these guys i I learned my lesson with holland and mbappe and all them if if, when it's a little bit under the radar you're only ponying up an extra like 200 250 bucks to get to get the numbered stuff but when it goes 
the the multiplier on that is huge. So that's where my focus is. Let's talk about that, man, real quick. Um, yeah, I think it's super interesting. I, you know, we collect basketball as well. Yeah, I feel like number cards for basketball. Well, I guess from what I've seen, isn't as crazy as soccer, is it? Or am I speaking kind of crazy? Because like, this is super anecdotal, right? Mm-hmm. We have like yeah. Trey Young select red. Um, it's like out of one, whatever it is, you know, that price has been staying there for a while, you know, but mm-hmm. when you look at his base base cards or his silvers, when it was going up, it was going up a lot quicker, but I feel like soccer collectors as well, they really, really pay up for numbered cards for some reason, but I don't know. That's like kind of very anecdotal. Yeah. No, no, no. I think, I think you're right. Um, so I have a couple observations, so I'll do my yeah, best yeah, to you, kind of you, put this together in a coherent Yeah, Yeah. Thing. I, I don't even know where I went. <laughs> Yeah, no, but in basketball, the what people like and what people pony up for is kind of weird. There's a lot of cards that, like you said, in my mind, should be worth more money than other stuff. Like, for instance, a Prism Silver PSA 10 kills almost anything. Like a numbered PSA 9 or even in some cases PSA 10 numbered stuff of other brands or like especially RPAs, like patch autos are like, dirt cheap in basketball That's what I'm which, saying. which makes like i said which makes no sense to me so yes there is that disconnect there but even in basketball though if it's a psa 10 of the iconic card ah, like if I you have that. a luka Doncic purple prism psa 10 that thing is to the moon i got so you i got you okay you have to be very specific with it but still, even, I think, you, like you said, in soccer, it's definitely there. But even in basketball, if you're getting these PSA 10s that are really rare and it's of these top, top players, it's, it's really worth your while. That's true. Okay, so basically go for iconic cards, numbered iconic cards uh, when it comes Correct. to – that's where it, yeah. literally you'll see some crazy multipliers. Yeah, that's, that's what I've learned in, in, in basketball is the brand in the set matters a lot and i think it's this it, it is the same thing in soccer and it's con- going to continue so if you're buying a prism emergent you know what i mean like the insert type of thing and it's like red you'd be like oh my gosh there's uh, the other thing people always talk about pop report pop report pop report it's like it's not everything though it's very important but if the demand's not there the pop report doesn't mean jack you know what i mean That's so they're like they're, there's only 10 of these red emergent Trey Young. Why are people buying this garbage prism base, blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's what they're going to buy though. Like you can feel that way. And you're, you're actually probably right. I agree with you. That's I'd rather have that card personally, but that's not really the way the market works. But when you get <laughs> to the high end of the high end, when it's that iconic card and it's a PSA 10 and it's like, uh, I was, I was bidding on the gold refractor Erling Holland tops finest. Oh, were you? Um, yeah. I, I, I was like, <laughs> okay. yeah, I know. I was, I was like feeling I'm going to break the bank. I'm like, you know what? I'm going 6,500. Oh, right. <laughs> and it went for 11K. I was like, oh, wow. I wasn't even close, which made me feel better about it. But I feel that that card though, when er- like a couple years from now, I, w- I was telling my friend when I'm lost, I'm like, I guarantee you that card sells for 50K at some point. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. Because you look at the yeah. collectors. You know I mean? I always think about who pays the most money is collectors. You know, like that's the buyer, right? And listen, I think Topps Chrome Sapphire is awesome as well. And honestly, that might be, that could be ending up being iconic. You know, it's just crazy how the market is. But 
that tops finest is a real real wild card especially if you look at how the gem mint rates are it's like super super mm -hmm. hard to gem mint um and collectors die for that first jersey as well so i could see yeah. that happening um but i i definitely want to go back to where you're talking about uh this low pop right i, I think yeah. i find it very interesting when someone asks me about pop counts or low pop what's a what's a low pop and i've heard it from like card talk card talk pod right uh -huh. card talk yeah, yeah right. and, and you know i was just thinking the same thing like it really doesn't really matter what the pop is as it's really what demand is all about right yeah. like you know just because you have a pop one if no one wants it no one wants it yeah that's how i feel i i think like i said pop is important but people get way too caught up in it too much. like for me pop is like a is like a tiebreaker if i'm in between two things like lebron james tops chrome is one of the most iconic cards of all time the messy 71 mega cracks is one of the most iconic cards of of all time okay at that point now let's talk about pop it's relevant that Messi's pop is you know five percent two percent of what lebron's is but uh vegas dave already hates me because i made a video kind of about him and like oh did you <laughs> yeah i mean now sports card investor can hate can hate me but actually i i enjoy some of his content but he put out a video like hyping up select right he's like yeah. select is the future the 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 pop count is 10 percent of prism i was like so historically people have wanted it less like what does that mean you know what i mean like yeah the desirability for me is what matters so much more than pop especially if the if the difference is kind of like negligible it's only in the extremes that it matters to me like messy pop like or soccer pop in general is super low that matters luka Doncic prism pop is absurdly high i think that matters but in between, I think it's a little overrated, the differences for me personally. Dude, that's a really well thought out response. No, for real. Like, but I wanted to say though, you know, but select Prism, what do you like aesthetically more? Like, I'm just really curious, just ask pure aesthetics. Yeah, I think we, I think we actually talked about this on my live stream. I know you're a select guy. <laughs> um, those select Euro like field level are beautiful. Oh my God. Um, now that I think about it, I haven't really thought about it in, until now, but I'm not sure there's a prism soccer card I particularly enjoy the look of. So I'd probably be with you on that one in terms of aesthetics. I mean, that's why I like optic too, because I think that definitely looks better than prism to me. So yeah, oh, really? I guess. To answer, okay. Yeah. So I guess to answer your question, actually in general, I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of prism. Um, so <laughs> for my, gotcha. yeah, for my collection, I probably won't keep it besides like i really want a luka Doncic prism silver because i feel like that's going to be like iconic like when i think about what's happening with sports cards right now the yeah. first card that comes to my mind is luka Doncic prism silver so i think that'll mean something going forward but in general like for my collection i probably wouldn't go with prism gotcha it's it's really interesting to me because when i'm when i'm talking to people that don't know about cards i always ask them what's the most most aesthetically pleasing cards when especially yeah. if my cards are out there it's really funny a lot of them just pick prism like it's the first thing catches. it's really interesting i mean granted it's like three or four people i don't know that many people so yeah <laughs> like i'm not always like oh guys check out my cards collection but no you know with three or four people it, they it's all... eye-catching it's like a strong looking card yeah, that's what i think so... of when i think of prism it's strong yeah yeah so uh one thing last thing i want to ask you is you know people since we're on the topic of prism and yeah. basically what do you think about first prism like for 2014 right like i i you know i know this is kind of like just a curveball kind of sort of but um you know what is your opinion though you know 
How do you feel about when people yeah. value 2014 Prism? I think first Prism is really, really important for the hobby, actually. I'm sure you I can agree. relate. I have people messaging me every day and they say, hey, man, what sets? I, I, know, I know football, I know soccer, but I don't know which brands to buy. Which brand should I buy? And in the NBA, it's it's simple. You could you could say optic and prism, or if it's both before 2010, tops chrome. But in soccer, there's not an answer. Like for someone like I just got some Trent Alexander Arnold, I would recommend someone goes with tops chrome. If someone asked me about Erling Holland, an argument could be made for like we talked about tops finest or even a sticker. If someone asked me about uh Kevin De Bruyne, that's a sticker, or you know what I mean? It's all over the place. <laughs> I was like, top, I was like, yeah. I was like, dude. I literally could not even text out an answer. I literally don't think I could respond and answer your question adequately. So the idea of first prism to me is important because it just kind of like, it makes it consistent. You know, every, almost everyone has a first prism. So, and I think that's important, especially with how many new people are coming into the market. If someone's like a casual fan, it's like, oh yeah, I watch Man City once in a while. Um, how do I get that Kevin De Bruyne guy's card? And you say, so listen, man, there's a sticker. It's from Jen. <laughs> um, it's not graded. You're going to have to get on uh, Wallapop and order it. And like, they're going to be like, no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. But if you tell them, hey, man, you can invest in a 2016 Prism, they'll be like, okay, that's his first Prism card. That's like, his, uh, you're like yeah, then they're in it's an, and it's easy. So I think because it's easy to understand, it's going to be big for new people coming in and going back to the hype thing. It's like, you may not like it. You may not, you may think that the sticker is a hundred times more valuable and there's something to be said for that. But if you're looking at it from an investment perspective, I think it'd be really, really foolish to discount first prisms. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I actually really agree with the first prism, like yeah. for first prism actually, because you, yep. I think you need a product like that. And I actually to kind of talked to this about my live stream the other day, but basically one, are you familiar with 1970s stickers? at all the panini world Cup uh, stickers honestly not off the top of my it's head good. no i mean i i, I, I didn't know I either know they okay. exist yeah Don't, yeah i know they existed but i had a really interesting uh podcast with um kevin from panini fora and he was he was explaining to me um this 1970s world cup sticker was actually panini's first world cup sticker set uh -huh. right and i just found that super interesting because yeah pele had a insane world cup that year but other yeah. than that people collect other players within that set because it's like panini's first World Cup yeah. sticker. And I'm just like, why can't it be the same thing with 2014 Prism? Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I think so. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see how, you know, um, but yeah, I get when people get upset when people call it a rookie, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I feel like First Prism definitely is super interesting to look into it's just because I think, especially with Euros, with Copa Merit coming up, also the transfer windows coming up, the summer transfer window might be really blockbuster. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think, like I said, for, for the good of the hobby, you're, if those prisms do well, I think everything else will do well. And it's 100%. just also even just making it, like I said, more accessible. Like this is just a name that comes off the top of my head. If someone asked me like, Hey man, I want to invest in Paul Pogba. Like I wouldn't even know where to begin, like off the top of my head. <laughs> and even if I did like how many De Bruyne Jenk graded stickers are out there, you know what I mean? So I think the fact that it gives an opportunity for people to get in and people also just got to know it's not basketball, it's not football, it's not all these different things, like how all the leagues are set up. 
the the fact that first prism exists like it only makes sense to me that first prism will continue to be a thing yes it was probably overhyped during the summer oh yeah speaking of that overreaction stuff but i I think like i said it's it's the easiest and debatably the safest way to go yeah when someone ever asked me if they want to know the rookies of a certain player i just asked if they want to have an adventure and if they say yes i give them a whole entire lecture yeah but if not i just say hey man just check out the prism um but hey troy you know it's a pleasure to get you on this show man really it means a ton to get you know to even chop it up man like i said we've been watching you afar from a while and Mm -hmm. i'm just super impressed with your, your work ethic and the content you put out there to really help people man um Seriously, I'm super impressed. And then literally, we, we look at you kind of like saying, man, th- one day we'll get up to that far, uh, oh, to that man, level. I'm being serious, bro. Yeah. I'm, hey, this is real gassing up, man. But yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah. you know, honestly, dude, like, thank you for coming on the show. But you want to plug anything uh, where they can find you at? Yeah. I mean, check out my channel, uh, Trike415 Sports Cards on YouTube. If you're interested, you want to hear more about basketball cards, I have Hoops and Hobby podcast. I'm really trying to grow that channel. And if you're interested in soccer cards and you want more long form stuff, uh, select few podcasts that I have with Card Hour, one of the other, you know, big soccer card YouTube. So definitely, definitely check that out. And also check out Sunday League Investors, man. They got some (laughs) great stuff. It's 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 uh, it's really it's always fun talking with you, chopping it up, like you said, and I just enjoy being on. So awesome. All right, with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Make sure, make sure to rate and subscribe, and we'll talk to you guys soon.